Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Venturn. I'm joined in the studio by Tricia Kasson and Joel Yarmish. And, you know, we're all called to love, and sometimes it's not easy to love. And so we're going to talk about, you know, loving and difficult situations. But before we do that, Tricia, could you open us up in prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Jesus, we just pray for hearts like your mother. We pray, Lord, that we will be made like Mary in all that we think, say, and do, so our love may draw others into your most sacred heart and into your divine love. We ask this through her most holy intercession, Our Lady Most Pure. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I always love, you know, uh, doing that uh, risk-taking, like, say a saint's name and hope people realize to say, pray for us. I thought maybe my audience might catch on. But. I missed that so bad. We were doing dinner grace at a stranger's house the other day and I was very hungry and so was my daughter who's not great with hunger. And so we She's get, also three years old. Right. And we get through the, the blessed is the Lord prayer and I'm ready. I'm just like, I'm already halfway through the sign of the cross and then just start naming saints. And I'm like, I missed it. So. <laughs> uh, so that's your difficult situation. How do you show love in that correct. difficult situation? I just smiled and, and, and <laughs> carried on. You know, it's funny. Father had called me about talking just to discuss show ideas. And he had said he wanted to have a show on, you know, how to love someone in a difficult situation. And I hung up the phone and I thought, I have no idea. <laughs> what? It seemed like when like, you hung up the phone, you knew what I was talking well, about. I, yeah, maybe I was just being agreeable. But I hung up the phone and I thought to myself, like, I don't know. I'm going to have to really dig deep. So it may, what made you think, well, you should have told me that, like, I don't know, Father. Don't make me think I always have good ideas because I don't. Well, I mean, I guess I don't have to know, right? That's the point of the show, to learn from you guys and learn from each other. Yeah. We so, don't have all the answers. That is for sure. Uh, that I uh, <laughs> I don't have the answers. That I, I know that. But, you know, we were always talking, kind of discussing beforehand of the show, like, you know, love in difficult situations. This world is broken. You know, I think we can all admit that we don't have to look very far to see, you know, the brokenness in the human condition, the brokenness among human family. Yet our Lord still calls us to love people, even, you know, if they annoy us. Mm -hmm. Um, And just kind of opening it up that. So my, when I was reflecting, I thought, well, my first probably lesson in learning how to love in difficult situations is when I was a child, you know, school age child, I grew faster than all the other girls. And so I was bigger. I was bigger boned. And um, like the thing that hurt me the most is when people in our class would call me fat. Mm-hmm. And none of these two men did by the grace of God. Oh, but I remember, okay. you know, I would make me upset. I'd go home and say, you know, like, mom, so-and-so called me fat. And, and um, my mom would always say, Trisha, if somebody is bullying you, they are only doing it because they have low self-esteem. Hmm. And, you know, like you just think to look at them and think like try to compliment them, try to build their self-esteem because mm-hmm. the more you build the self, your, their self-esteem, the less they're going to try to pick you apart. Yeah. Try to tear others down to make themselves feel yeah. better. Yeah. And I think it was great advice because it stuck with me, you know, and, um, and that maybe was my, and I probably didn't do that great of a job. You know, every time I was bullied, I don't know if I smiled back and said, you have beautiful eyes. <laughs> you know, but, uh, I mean, I think that might have at least would have thrown them off guard. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom is a really wise woman in that sense to teach me even as a child, you know, like if someone's hurting you, they're hurting you for a reason. And it's, and it's probably because they were hurt first. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And and that always, you know, helped me kind of approach that situation because no one really enjoys hurting other people for the sake of hurting others. But it's always from some other wound, you know, mm-hmm. some other reaction. And, you know, even in parish ministry, you know, as a priest, I might get people who are really upset about something. And at first when I was uh, first made a priest, you know, I thought, oh, I, I personally did something to upset that person. But, you know, and I'm still working on it, still working through it. But, you know, more and more I'm realizing they're never mad at you. They're never mad at that person. They're mad about something else mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're reacting to something else that you may not be aware of. I mean, uh, a silly example of this is I remember I visited a sixth grade class just kind of, you know, asking them. It was when the Avengers movie first came out and, you know, one of the kids asked me, who's your favorite Avenger? And I didn't think about it and I just said a random name and the teacher took me after oh they wanted you to say Captain America because they think he's the most pretty one and so they were actually they had another thing that they were asking for where I'm going with this is that people most of the time don't often react to you they're reacting to something else and that mm-hmm. kind of helped me be able to you know manage you know bullying or um, difficult situations it's like okay this isn't about me it's about something else mm-hmm. Yeah, and and often I think what you guys are both touching on is you can't control what someone else does to you first, mm-hmm. but what you can control is your reaction to it. And I think when I was thinking about the show topic, um, something that uh, resonated with me in, in what I was reading was love isn't just an emotion. So when you say I want to respond with love, and you're like, well, it's not what I'm feeling right now. I don't, I don't feel love right now when someone's hurting my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to remember that love isn't just the emotion. It's also uh, the action. It's a driving force. Um, like it says in the Bible, love is patient. Love is kind. So you need to react. You need to. It's something that you actually have to choose to do, mm-hmm. even when you don't feel it. And that, for me, is sometimes particularly struggling. Be uh, is a is a particular struggle for me because. Uh, I am a very reactionary, emotional person. Mm-hmm. So if someone reacts one way to me, you know, uh, it, it, I react the same way back to equal that. and opposite reaction, right? Right, because it's just like a quick psychological thing. So it's it's one of those things that you have to be aware of. And if you're not if you're not purposeful, if you don't make the choice to say I'm going to do a better job at reacting to um, criticism and to unperceived, personally perceived unkindness um, with love. You, uh, I, I don't know. I've I've found that when I'm able to do that, um, things usually end quicker. The the lashing out ends quicker. Mm-hmm. The because um, you struggle. diffuse the bomb, right? You know, it just kind of like it pulls. It kind of pulls the the rug out from underneath that emotion. You're just like, okay, yeah. Let's I calm mean, down. If we're here. looking at this at a purely um, self preservation standpoint, you think mm. that maybe this person just needs to blow off some steam. So they're saying some mean and some unkind stuff. Mm-hmm. that you might not like if you just sit there and react with kindness it's going to end eventually but if you guys decide that you want to go back and forth and back and forth well, it's that's, just going to escalate right it's going to keep going and going and it, it's going to keep going and going so and going and going and go like the energizer bunny i suppose <laughs> uh, you're listening to a live for more on saint gabriel catholic radio my name is father nick venter and we're joined in the studio by trisha casson and joel yarmish and we're talking about love in difficult situations and joel you kind of talk about like defining love what did you say that like what is the definition of love that 
that. Um, you kind of you talked about it at the beginning. Well, I'm uh, I'm married a, a theolo- theological theology uh, a theologian. Yeah. Well, she, <laughs> catechetics really. So yeah. she she defines everything and she has a nice definition. She call it what she says love is is love is willing the best for the beloved. Mm-hmm. So that's your textbook whatever definition mm-hmm. of what love is. And so to will really, the good. Love is to will the good. Right. The so basically, I see Trisha, and if I wanted to love her, I would say I want. Trisha, I want the absolute best for you. Mm-hmm. I will your best. Mm-hmm. And as a Catholic, I, the best that I can think of is to have a close personal relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So to love you would be to take whatever action I can to get you to be in the closest and most, um, uh, what's the word, intimate relationship with God that is possible. Yeah. So, to, so love is not always pleasurable. No. You know, it I, is not. I was, it was so much easier for me to think of the times... I did not love in a difficult situation than it mm-hmm. was for me to think of the times I did love. And I, I think that's, I think it's very common. <laughs> um, so maybe just to explain better what I thought of, you know, these might be silly examples, but times in the last couple weeks or last couple years or whatever, where I can sh- know that I did not will the good for some of, and sometimes they're big moments in life and sometimes they're little moments. One of the ones I thought of was just like a little argument I had with my fiance. He, my fiance is very type That's A. That's subtle. You're, you're engaged? I'm engaged. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, just going to kind of breeze past that. Congratulations. Thanks. She's been doing that every, like when I found out that she was engaged, it was the same kind of thing. Just breeze on by. So we, we wanted to stop for everybody so that they could hear Trisha's engaged. Continue, Congratulations. Um, but you're fighting, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't so, buy your tickets no to the that. show until it happens. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, just kidding. Anyways, uh, especially if my future mother-in-law is listening, I'm just kidding. So, um, no, but... So, Roy is a wonderful man, and he is very type A. He has a schedule. He has a routine, and I am... You know, my head is in the clouds. I'm type B. I don't live by a schedule, really. I should, but I don't. And um, so hopefully, by the grace of God, we're going to help each other grow in this. But he was going to the fair and he wanted to leave at a certain time so he could have three hours at the fair. And I just like went about my day spending time with my family and was going to show up late to his house so he would only have two hours at the fair. And he's like, oh, just stay with your family. Like, we, I want three hours at the fair. And I was so mad at him because I wanted to go to the fair and he should just like let go of his schedule and mm-hmm. enjoy the fair for two hours with me instead of enjoying it for three hours without me. And in my mind, I thought, I hope it pours down rain. I hope for whatever reason he can't even be at the fair for three hours. <laughs> Remind me to never right? make you mad. I like did not will the good <laughs> for him. I did not think I hope that he has the best time at the fair without me. I thought, I hope it rains and he can't enjoy it. You know, and so wait, loving someone isn't just an action. It can also be in our thoughts. I think so. So I think maybe what the loving reaction would have been is to be like, okay, like, I'm sorry I didn't make it on time. Like, I hope you have a great time and really will and really hope that Roy had a good time at the fair. But instead, I was angry for an hour and I was literally thinking in my head, I hope it rains and he can't even stay there for three hours. Right? So So you cursed him. (laughs) Yeah. And he stayed for three hours, probably more, and had the best time ever. So it all ended well. Mm -hmm. Um, But but that is a good, I mean, that is, I mean, not to put out your weak moment as a good example, but, you know, all of us have those sort of situations where, you know, I didn't go my way. I mean, I know I'm totally guilty. If something doesn't go my way, the internal toddler inside me just throws a tantrum and I have to go take a break. Yeah. So I have to walk. We Like our initial reaction is to want, well, then whatever it happened to be ruined. Mm-hmm. You know, another example I thought of that happens a lot with young adult women is like if we're in a relationship and one of our friends breaks up or even, you know, like one of our 
hit children, like his hearts is broken. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people's initial reaction is like, well, I hope he never finds somebody as good or I hope he's never happy or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, we say these things to comfort other people. Um, but that's not love, right? Love is to like not curse someone because they hurt you and you hope that then they're never as happy. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But how do we avoid the line of like, oh, it's just no negativity. We don't want any negativity in life because sometimes love involves the negative. It involves like saying, no, you you can't have that right now. How do we avoid mm-hmm. So, because all Well, too I often- think there's a difference from saying like, no, you can't have that to no, I hope you're really unhappy. Yeah, because I, you can't have it, right? I agree. I, no, I, and and I don't think it's something. You know, how do we train our hearts to love more purely? I think that this is just a practice we're continually having to grow in. It's called virtue. Yeah, because you we, know, we're, habit. We've given this concupiscence, and and so sometimes our natural reaction is to think like, "I hope it rains," and you have to go home early. But how do we train our hearts not to think like that? Is to just continue to ask god to give us a new heart to give us a pure heart to pray um but i think it's almost a skill we have to develop just like hitting a baseball or learning how to ride a bike yeah i mean do you think love is something you have to develop or is it just something that comes easily absolutely it has to be it has to be intentional it has to be practiced and you're never going to get better at something if you can admit that you're not great at something you're never going to get better at it Mm -hmm. unless you do all those things that you were saying and Unfortunately, as Father Nick said at the beginning, we are all flawed. We are all humans. We all were born with original sin. We all have this um, concupiscence, this tendency towards sins. Is, but um, I think that at least what helps me is to remember why. Why are we called to love? And we're also called to be alive for more, which you're listening to on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Remember, you can listen to us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online, on demand, at stgabrielradio.com. And Joel, why are we called to love? Yeah, we're called to love because we're called to emulate the love of, of Jesus Christ. And and you look at the example that Jesus gives us in the Bible, and he he went through the most unimaginable pain that one could go through. He He was tortured. He died on a cross. Um, for for all of our sins. So you think Jesus can make that kind of sacrifice and we can't uh, be kind to the people who disagree with us on the internet. Exactly. I mean, that's the same kind of thing. Like our Blessed Mother, uh, I mean, was watching people insult her son and yet Jesus looked at her and said, behold your son, behold your children. Mm -hmm. You know, that's choosing to will the good for them, even though they were killing her son. I was reading this book, um, Everybody Needs to Forgive Somebody by Alan R. Hunt. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, described this story about Jesus that he probably, you know, looked at it from a different perspective that was really beautiful to me. And he talked about how um, there was this a soldier in Jesus's time who went to work every day and didn't make a lot of money, but, you know, worked hard as a soldier. And um, one day he was at work and he was talking to his friends and they had heard that somebody had died, you know, somebody that nobody liked had died. Mm-hmm. So they went to Calvary and they saw this man hanging on the cross and they were able to, t- to get his coat. They were like cast lots cause he was going to be able to get, they were going to take his clothes. So they cast lots to get his coat, his coat and this soldier won the coat. And he was so proud of the coat because he just didn't have that much money and he's never had a coat before. So he like was bragging to all his friends, went into the tavern to show his new coat, went home to his wife to talk about his new coat. And the author talks about how like when this unassuming man, you know, who just went to work that day, Mm -hmm. got Jesus's coat, Jesus looked down at the cross 
cross and said, like, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm. And, you know, Father looked at this man who who didn't really know what was going on. And, you know, this is all from, like, the author's perspective. So right. who knows what that soldier actually did know or who knows right. what was going through the person's head who cast lots for Christ's clothes. But um, just this idea that, like, but Christ was able to look at that man and just say, like, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. And um, so why why do we want to live love like Christ? Why do we want to love in difficult situations like when someone's stripping us and, you know, we're hanging naked on a cross? And hopefully none of us are ever going to have to, like, be in a difficult situation like that. But why do we want to love like Christ? Because, I, you know, I think that Christ had this ability to look at somebody and love them with such a like irreplaceable love. Like Mm -hmm. he can look at us and just know that like our life is beautiful. It is dignified. It is precious. It is unrepeatable. I mean, you know, these are good terms to talk about this stuff with, but you know, sometimes we don't, I think one of the traps that we fall into as Catholics or as Christians, rather we think, Oh, I have to love them like Jesus does. And that means Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, I can't have any, you know, dislike, of them in my heart, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, and I don't think that's an accurate human statement because, you know, we're emotional beings, you know, yes, we want to work with logic. We want to work with choice, we wanna, but we still carry our emotions with us mm-hmm. when someone hurts us. We can't just turn off that part of ourselves. It's, you know, it's going to be with us. And so, you know, yes, this is, I, I don't mean to be disagreeing oh, with you here, no. Trisha. And I but, think this is the difference between a man and a woman father mm-hmm. that I agree. Like I, we aren't called to like everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And especially when something unjust is done to us, mm-hmm. we shouldn't just turn the other cheek or, because in that in that sense, that is not loving somebody, right? It's mm-hmm. not calling them on to greater. It's not revealing the truth to them. Right. If we just like let people walk all over us, um, that in itself isn't love. But I don't think we can take away the reaction of being upset with unjust you know Mm -hmm. when we're treated unjustly but i also don't think we can forget that no matter what evil that person commits they are still made in the image of likeness of christ Mm -hmm. and christ still died on the cross for them and their mission in this life is unrepeatable but then how do we deal with like the question of justice you know if someone feels that they have not received justice and that mm-hmm. things what what's what are we called to do there? I mean, I have some suggestions, I suppose, but you know, like in in everyday life, where where do we balance that justice with mercy? Do we leave justice in the hands of God, or should we, you know, seek justice or just say, you know, I forgive you and let it go? I mean, sometimes these are these are difficult questions that people do struggle with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I hear it from people who are harmed by others and they they just can't let it go. And at first, I thought, oh, you just you just need to let it go. But that's that's not a human reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, the human reaction is to you know get what's ours. Mm-hmm. Um, how does Christ redeem that? Is it just, you know, does he just totally transform it or does he make it a, you know, an offering? I mean, I'm, I'm legitimately asking here yeah, is I, that's a difficult question to answer. Um, I think we need to be more specific, like think of make up a make belief situation. A make believe. So let's say, you know, someone, um, uh, takes your name and drags it through the mud. They, you know, they take your name and decide to do a gossip thing or, mm-hmm. you know, spread bad things about you. You know, that can never be taken away. That is a, you know, it's something that should be rectified. Slander. Okay. Slander. Yeah, mm-hmm. slander. That's the word or, I was looking libel for. Or libel if it's written. If it's, oh, there we go. We have lawyers here. So <laughs> it's um, it's something that has to be addressed. But how does the person still love the other 
without, you know, falling into that other trap of, you know, um, just ignoring something that was done because I mean, you can't just be walked all over. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you have said that before yourself, Trisha. I mean, we can't just, you know, say pretend it didn't happen. It did happen. Yeah. I definitely think that in a situation like that, seeking justice is an act of love is a form mm-hmm. of love because, um, to not correct someone in a state of sin or to not, um, at least, I don't know how to, it, because it, it, there's, you can go too far in, the, mm-hmm. in those steps as well. But, um, if if you are trying to love in an effort to catechize, which is I, I believe, in my opinion, what love is that that is the, the reason for love in difficult situations is is in an effort to catechize and bring people closer together to God. Um, you you have to correct the action. You have to to speak honestly and you have to speak kindly about this particular situation. Um, you, you, but you can't stoop to the level of slander. You can't mm-hmm. stoop to name calling. You can't it's kind of like what you're saying before. Like you don't want to escalate it like, you know, mm-hmm. tit for tat, but mm-hmm. you're still addressing the issue. Cause I, I mean, I, and I don't mean to go down this rabbit hole because you were talking about Trisha about, you know, loving as Jesus loves looking at that person mm-hmm. and, you and know, no with that grace. Am I condoning evil actions then? Right. Oh, right. And yeah. I wasn't uh, uh, presuming that it was just more, you know, all right. With someone who is in that situation, you know, it's yeah. very, it's what we attain for. And I guess what I was kind of, you know, going for is that this is only possible because Jesus Christ has done it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he has set the way before us, has made it possible, gives us that grace um, mm-hmm. to make it uh, to even possible to love somebody in the midst of suffering. And I think, you know, how do we respond? You know, because it is confusing, right? I've had a very holy priest say that the devil likes to keep things in the silence. Mm-hmm. So if something needs to be brought up, bring it up. And we've recently heard in the news that truth is in the silence. Mm-hmm. So what, you know, how do we, how do we react to that? Right. So where is truth? How, how is the, is silence the appropriate action or not? You know, and I think it all comes down to that. Like no situation is the same mm-hmm. in, in some sense, like, and that's why we have to work hard to form a conscious within our hearts. Right. And we have to trust ourselves that this conscious, like, you know, uh, the way we've learned right from wrong, our relationship with Christ will guide us. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we ask to ask the Holy Spirit, how should I act? And we have to decide mm-hmm. and act and then just hope that God will have mercy on us and that we acted in the way that we thought was most appropriate and right. then let go of the control, right? Because we can all get in a crazy mind game of like, should I have said this? Should I not have done that? Mm-hmm. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But at one point, we just have to like act and then trust. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that was one of the big things. I don't know if we t- touched on this already, but one of the big things that I was thinking about uh, during this whole thing was humility. Love is love is, in my opinion, a, a gigantic act of humility. Uh, you are uh, humbling yourself, um, I guess, in in the situation that you're you're humbling yourself uh, to know that it's not all in your hands. You have to trust trust in the Lord. You have to trust that you are not the one who has all the power and all the control. You can just do your best to draw people closer to God, who is mm. who is love. Yeah, and it's like what St. John the Baptist said, you know, he's quoted in the Gospels, you know, I must decrease, he must increase. Mm. You know, it's all about, you know, it's not about us. It's about, you know, the other, you know, it's that handing one's life over for the other. And and, and, and I think we've co- covered a wide variety of, you know, topics in loving and difficult situations. It's, it's, it's especially hard, I think, in today's environment. And I, I mentioned it earlier um, when we were mm-hmm. talking about prepping for this, that 
unfortunately, we live in a world where even when you're not around people you dislike physically, social media is always there. And there are people who are always there and even people. So I have specific people that I know online, like, uh, you know, quote unquote, Twitter personalities that just, you know, really grind my gears and they just like really get on my nerves. And I, the easy thing to do is don't look, Joel, just don't look. Mm -hmm. There's a block button. There's a mute button. You don't have to see them, Mm -hmm. but I just, I'm a glutton for the punishment. So I just (laughs) go on there and I see what silly things did they say today that are just completely inaccurate. And, uh, and I don't know. In, in today's world, an act of love is is just I, I don't know. It's it's difficult to do because you're so you got so many opportunities to react without love. And I think uh, something Trisha said earlier, like uh, it was something she heard in the news. You know, the truth is in the silence. With social media, sometimes silence is okay. Yeah. You know, sometimes you don't have to respond. And 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 I think part of the reason that I don't block and unfollow those people is I just one of these days I want to see them say something and I'm like. Yes. Oh, so you're really you're, you're hoping they get their comeuppance. So you yeah, want to see I'm, that? Yeah, because I'm I'm I am such a I'm, I'm a ghost online. I don't comment on most of the things that I see, but I mm-hmm. just I see them and I'm like, one of these days they're going to say something where I'm just like, okay, I get you a little bit more now. Now yeah. you're making some sense. You said something rational. Uh, <laughs> oh, so you're not waiting for them to have a come up? You're saying like, oh, okay, you're a rational human being. Yes, I just you, you. It was, so you're it actually hoping for the best. Faith. Yeah, I love my faith being restored in humanity online. So, well, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm uh, having with the internet and social media. I, I try not to uh, try not to have expectations for people. Not that I'm saying have low expectations, but just not get my hopes up for something. So overall summarizing, I mean, I think to close, Mm -hmm. we all are in the struggle together. You know, if you're struggling to love in a difficult situation, so is everybody else because we are not made perfect. This has been a difficult Jesus who could love so purely, but we struggle and we will struggle. So to continue to just like try to, um, learn what direction God is taking us and maybe close with just the thoughts of mother Teresa. I know maybe a lot of you've heard this poem, but it, I think it speaks to kind of a good summary of what we've talked about. Mm -hmm. People are often unreasonable and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are honest, people may cheat you. Be honest anyway. If you find happiness, people will be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today may be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have and it may never be enough. Give your best anyway, for you see in the end, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. Wow. I mean, and that kind of just kind of encapsulates it. So this has been our time together on A Life for More. We're going to go ahead and close with prayer. So in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this time. Give us the grace to love your children, to love our brothers and sisters in all situations. And we ask us all through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Until next time, please join us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. God bless. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. This-